one-fifth, 20% of all passenger cars, SUVs, and trucks sold in Canada in 2026, that's just, well, just over three years away, will need to run on electricity under new regulations proposed by the federal government today. By 2030, the mandate will hit 60% of all sales, and by 2035, every passenger vehicle sold in Canada will need to be electric. Now, manufacturers or importers who don't meet the sales targets could face penalties under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. Joining me now to discuss these new regulations is Jeremy Cato. He's an automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Good afternoon, Jeremy. Hi, Jess. Hello. Now, first of all, I uh, heard the news today. What's your reaction to it? Do you buy it? Is it enforceable? Uh, well, well, I have three reactions. Uh, one is that it's pretty clear to me that uh, the Environment Minister, Stephen Gilbert, and Otto in general has never built or sold a car or a truck <laughs> and never will. Um, the second question I ha- ask myself is, where were the provinces today? You know, this is a big country, and none of this is going to happen properly without consultation and cooperation between the provinces. And you can see that reflected in where EVs are sold in this Canada. And the third thing, it jumped right off the uh, the announcement page, was there's a massive disconnect between Canada's EV ambitions, the federal government's, and the reality of what's on the street. Uh, so let's do the first thing here. When I, I mean, that's that's a lot to throw at me. we got five minutes here, but I want to get through some of okay. this. Um, the first set in regards to the disconnect, is it a question of people being, afford, being able to afford a Tesla or whatever car it may be? Uh, is it a question of just the practical realities that we still don't have enough charging stations in this country? What do you think about when you say disconnect? What do you mean? Well, uh, a whole bunch of things. One is that if, if I, I was just looking at an Ernst and Young readiness report for uh, for electric vehicles, um, Canada in just the last year under this Liberal government has dropped from eighth to thirteenth in a ranking of all the different things you need to have a to be ready for a full shift to electric uh, vehicles. If we stay on track with the current public infrastructure targets. Um, uh, uh, activities that we're doing will meet our infrastructure targets set by the federal government by 2050. So a little late for this new mandate that Minister Gilbert announced. Um, and then there's all kinds of frustration has an electric vehicle that doesn't have a home charging station. Those are the frustrations that everyone faces. And then our grid is a mess. Um, you know, it takes a uh, to electrify a typical gas station today, well, that, that, to make that functional, you're talking about a, a unit, uh, a location that, that is, uh, has enough, as much juice as a, uh, a sports stadium. So we really need to double the grid capacity in this country. Did you hear any of those points brought out by the minister today? No, no. Now, yeah, yeah. Uh, none of them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, the first six months of this year, electric vehicle sales, I think, including full electric, fully electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles made up uh, just 7.2% of new car registrations. And for all of 2021, the proportion was 5.2%. Now, of course, it's a big country, as you said. Uh, what we do in BC, we may be doing, we may be a little higher compared to other provinces. Uh, but you raise a very good point, which is uh, how do you charge uh, and build the infrastructure? You told me a story a while back. I recall now that you were looking at even electrifying. You live in a condo development, I believe, or townhouse complex in North Vancouver, and you had looked at potentially bringing in um, plug-ins, but it was going to—it was quite expensive, wasn't it? Oh, I—I took—I'm I, a, uh, on a strata council of a property, um, 
I, you know, the last year I've been the vice president of the council. And so I took it uh, as part of uh, the council's mandate to figure out what we could do. It's a 40 year old building that I'm on this particular strata. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a complicated process. Um, and we would, well, we would be eligible for an excess of a hundred thousand dollars from the provinces and B uh, province and BC hydro. If we fulfilled a number of, uh, standards and one of those was to wire all the parking garages for charging stations, which is unrealistic in a you know concrete building that's 40 years old. I mean the the cost of that is is quite and the details of that. So it's very difficult to retrofit uh, uh, existing buildings. So so and most you know even though this particular government is madly rushing towards uh, building. Uh, new uh, rental housing and, and, and so on. Um, most people live in older buildings if they live in a multi-unit building, and it's very difficult to retrofit that. So that, that's one of the issues. Even, even, even so, I, I would just point out that with all these sorts of barriers, BC, you know, we're 15% of electric vehicle sales this year, which is twice the national average. So it's not that these things aren't popular or at least interesting to consumers. It's just there's a lot of barriers. And we see over and over and over from both the federal and provincial government lots of mandates and rules and targets, but we don't see the nuts and bolts of what it takes to achieve those things. Yeah, you raise a very good point. It, it, the electric vehicle sales uh, from January to June in BC, 15% of all new vehicles register yeah. are electric vehicles. Quebec is second at 11.4%, but then it drops off in third place in Ontario, the most populous province, where only it's only 5.5%, and the number is below 4% in all other provinces. So BC may be leading the, prov- uh, the country in regards to electric vehicle sales, but it falls off pretty quick when you when you look at uh, Ontario and uh, and uh, other um, other provinces. Uh, the the deadline itself, we don't have a lot of time, but the deadline itself, uh, of course, of sixty percent um, uh, by twenty thirty and by twenty fifty. I guess we we're supposed to reach some sort of utopia, and it'll all be done. <laughs> Do you remotely buy any of this happen? This remotely happening by that time or in and around that time? We should never say never, but what we should uh, focus on is what does it take to move ahead and make this thing happen? Well, we need to deal with the grid. We need to deal with the existing infrastructure that we have and improve uh, improve it. And that's not just the grid, but how to retrofit buildings like we just talked about. And then finally, what really drives sales is consumer purchase incentives. And Canada, according to a Wells Fargo report I just looked at, is is out of the top 20 in global uh, countries for support globally for the purchase of EVs. Those are incentives and that sort of thing. So if the federal government really wanted people to make things happen, they'd provide uh, more in incentives, and that would also apply to the provinces. And just that one last point, really quickly, I know you're short on time, but, Mm -hmm. you know, there's that BC 15% of EV sales, Ontario 5.5%. Guess which province has very robust incentives and which one doesn't? Yeah, you can tell. That just says it all, yeah. doesn't it? That, that's that's yeah. about the extent of it. Jeremy, thank you so much, my friend. Okay, we'll do it again. All and right. Happy Ab- uh, holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year.